We are so happy you're joining us on our Brentwood Church podcast. To find out more about Brentwood, go to brentwoodchurch.org. During this episode, we hear a great message that we pray will lead you to a new and deeper level with Jesus Christ. So open up your Bible or Bible app and grab a notebook or simply listen along. Man, uh, thanks for being here. We're in the middle of this amazing series called Good Intentions, Bad Results. Uh, and, and if you've missed any weeks, basically exactly what Brett said, there are things in our life that we do that we have a good intention for that end in a bad result. Uh, I personally missed last week. I wasn't feeling well. I went back. I watched Pastor John's sermon. Uh, and I got to say, uh, if you're a human being, you probably have a a problem with trying to change people, right? Let's be honest. We all want to change people. And that's not a bad thing, but we do it. Uh, so what, what Pastor John talked about and what he opened up in God's Word really, really just stuck right to my core. Um, and it, it was super convicting. So I, I say that. Go and watch them. If you miss them, they're, they're, they're good quality. They're online. Go ahead and go find those. But today we're talking about something that uh, I'm really excited that I get the opportunity to talk about. But it's going to be something that's a little... It's going to hurt a little bit, kind of like this entire series, right? Because there are things that we do as people that we think have a good intention, but actually have a bad result. And so before we get started, I want us to get a little familiar with each other. I want you to pick a neighbor, turn to them. Uh, It can be the best looking one next to you, whichever one you decide. Say, friend. Come on. No, no, no. Friend. Oh, my goodness. We're going to do this one more time. Friend. Never again. Am I going to choose... Easy over best. So that's pretty much all I have to say for today. You guys have been great. Thank you. The band's going to come up. No, I'm joking. Choosing easy over best. Stop choosing easy over best is what we're going to look at. Uh, I think we do this a lot in our relationships, right? I think we do it in our relationships. Why? Because a lot of times we will say, or whether you're married or you're dating, engaged, whether you have friends, children, parents, whatever, as humans we have relationships, we tell each other, we tell ourselves, we're doing this for what's best, right? Maybe someone broke up with you and they said, I think this is just what's best. Or you make a decision to say, this is what's best. And I think if we're honest with ourselves this morning, most of the time, we're not really doing what's best, we're doing what's easiest for me, right? I think, I think we can be honest with that. We're doing what's easiest for me. But now on this topic of choosing what's best over what's easy, what comes to my mind uh, is an underdog, right? Anyone love underdogs in sports? I, know, I grew up a Redskins fan, so I've just been rooting for underdogs my whole life. You know, it's just I don't expect to win sports games. I get, you know, this is how I have viewed sports now at this point. But we all love underdogs. If you uh, like sports movies, pretty much any sports movie ever made is about an underdog. Why? We love to watch them. We love to see them. Why? They have to choose what's best. They can't settle for what's easy. They have to choose what's best. I, I just saw the, the movie Tarzan. Anyone seen the new movie Tarzan? We went. It wasn't like amazing. I don't know if anyone worked on the set here. Probably not. We're in Lynchburg. But it wasn't amazing, right? But we went. We saw it. Uh, mostly he has a shirt off. He's wrestling gorillas the whole time. If you're into that, go see Tarzan. But we were watching Tarzan, my girlfriend and I. Uh, and I'm kind of disinterested. It's okay. Uh, and Jane says this line. She says, no man was born with less. And I can literally remember having an emotional response to that line because before I was kind of just watching the movie and now I kind of leaned in thinking, wow, he was born in a jungle, right? No one fed him a bottle. He was raised by gorillas just thinking through the story of Tarzan. Now all of a sudden I was really behind Tarzan. Why? Because we love to root for someone who has all the odds stacked against them. All the odds stacked against them. Uh, And and today that's what we're going to look at in our lives. And here's why we have to lean into this tension of choosing what's best over what's easy. Because 
There are better places we can go in our potential, our careers, our relationships, and especially with God if we decide to choose what's best over what's easy. Now, if you're in here today and you do not uh, believe and follow Jesus, you don't have a relationship with God, man, I just want to say I'm thankful you're here. I'm thankful that you decided to spend your morning with us here at Brentwood Church. That's so honoring to me uh, and all the volunteers. I hope you were greeted with an awesome smile as you came in. But what I want to say is I think that this sermon, this teaching, choosing what's best over easy, will be beneficial in your life as well, even if you don't believe in Jesus or follow Jesus. So I just want to say that. I really think it'll be beneficial for you. Uh, And and on this topic of choosing what's best over what's easy, or I'm sorry, when we choose what's easy over what's best, I think as people who believe and follow Jesus, we do this quite often uh, with sin in our life. And and I think if we're all being being honest, there are things in our life that even if we believe and follow Jesus, we we love God, we love uh, Jesus, we love the church, there are still issues in our life. We still sin, right? We're not perfect. And in times of stress or times of anxiety, what do we do? We fall back to those sins. Why? Because for that moment, they're comfortable, right? They're familiar. They've been with us, right? They're easy. And I believe, though, that God has something better for us. Why? Because God wants us today, Brentwood Church, to choose what's best. And we're going to look at, we're going to be in the book of Hebrews today. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Or your Bible apps, which most of you probably have your phones. Go ahead and go to the live events. Uh, click more and uh, click Brentwood Church. Book of Hebrews. A cool, couple cool things about Hebrews. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. We don't know who wrote who, Hebrews. Something Paul, something some other people. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't matter who wrote Hebrews. Why? Because the Spirit of God uh, is, is ultimately the author. We're going to look at that. Uh, it, was, it was delivered to uh, a group of Jewish people. We know that. Uh, so it was delivered to Jewish people, although it's still super uh, applicable for us and was being taught to us, even though it was 2,000 years ago, to a Jewish audience. The last thing I think is really cool about the book of Hebrews, it's because I'm a preacher, though, but most uh, theologians, or not most, some, I guess, believe that Hebrews wasn't written. It was actually a sermon preached that was then written down or the notes from were, were turned into this letter. That's why I would say probably that Paul wrote this. It doesn't sound like Paul's other writings because Paul was, was speaking, not writing. That's just how I feel. But like I said, it doesn't ultimately matter who wrote Hebrews. We know the Spirit of God is in it, uh, and that's what we're going to pull from. And we're going to be in chapter 12, so you can turn to chapter 12. Uh, and chapter 12 is all about God disciplining his children to pursue holiness, okay? And on the subject of choosing what's best over what's easy, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. What it takes to choose what's holy in our life over what's sinful and what's easy. So if you have your Bibles ready, we're going to be in verse 11. Verse 11 says, No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. It's painful, right? Uh, Thank you, author of Hebrews, right? Pretty self-explanatory. Discipline hurts. It's painful, okay? Uh, It is is enjoyable while it is. It is not enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. Discipline. Here we see God ultimately, setting us up for the journey that we're going to take today of pursuing holiness, this, this journey of choosing what's best in our life over what's easiest in our life. And he, he sets it up here. He says, listen, this isn't only going to be a difficult journey. It's not only going to push you all the way. What? It's going to be painful. It's going to be painful. Now, I, I don't want to go any further. I want to stop. I want to talk about this word discipline here. Because my biggest fear of this morning would be that somebody in here sits through uh, today's teaching and walks out thinking that this word discipline is is synonymous with uh, punishment. With punishment. And here's why. Punishment and discipline are two totally different words. In fact, the Greek word uh, that that we saw in that verse for discipline means to teach and to train. 
Now, does that mean to correct? Absolutely. And we'll see that. But I want you in here because maybe you, you think that God uh, hates you. Maybe you think that God always wants to punish you for all your sins. Maybe you don't believe in God, and the reason you won't uh, believe in God is because you think he's just out there to throw thunderbolts at us, and he hates us. But you could not be farther from the truth of who God is, and I'm going to show you that this morning. I have a few uh, sentences from Lifeway about the difference of discipline and punishment. Okay, the differences from discipline and punishment. Punishment is to inflict penalty for an offense. Okay? While discipline is to train for correction and maturity. Punishment focuses on past misdeeds, okay? but discipline focuses on correct acts. You see the difference? Punishment comes from hostility and frustration, but discipline comes from love and concern. Okay? Punishment results in fear and guilt, while, get this, discipline results in security. See, these words punishment and discipline are two totally different things. Today we're going to be looking at how God disciplines. Because why? Because he loves us and he wants us to pursue holiness. Now we're going to put a pin in punishment. We're going to get, that, get back to that at the end of the day. But I just wanted before we move forward for us to all realize that this isn't about God punishing us, but about God loving us enough to push us to choose what's best over what's easy. Uh, I, when I was growing up, I was the classic fake sick kid in school. Anyone out there? Classic fake sick kid? No? Only me? I'm, I wasn't the crybaby. That's different. Okay? But if there was ever something I didn't want to do, I would fake sick. Nurse and I were best friends. Call my mom. She'd usually say, Tyler, suck it up. Go back to class. Sometimes she would, sometimes she'd come get me, right? I remember this. I was in first grade, okay, for the second time. I'll admit it. First grade twice. Not ashamed. Some of you out there are the same. I did learn how to read, okay? It's why I'm up here. I know how to read a little bit now. But I, when I was in first grade for the second time on the 100th day of school. Any teachers in here? 100th day of school, there's like a party, right? Some, some of you, it's like, it's like a party. I, as a first grader for the second time, didn't understand why we were having this party, right? We had class to lunch. But it it's not like a party, you know, it's like an educational party. You know, all the games are around the, the number 100, like, how many Starbursts in here? Maybe 100. How many Skittles? Probably 100, right? And I just felt like, man, I'd rather go play with my Transformers. So I fake sick. Uh, I went to the nurse, and they were all like, oh, he really must be sick because he doesn't want to stay for the party. And I was like, yeah, I am. Went home, right? I get home. Later that night, things go good, you know, I got to skip school. My dad comes home. Now, I love my dad. Uh, my dad was a, was a United States Marine, okay? If you had a United States Marine as a father, you knew. Great dads, right? Uh, but when that, f- that switch flipped, right, game time was over, okay? Nothing else was going to change, right? We're, we're going to do this. Takes me up in his bedroom, and we're talking, and he says, you know, I know you lied to your mom. Did you? I confess, blah, blah. He then takes me into the bathroom, and I'm like, that's not like the usual progression of a punishment, right? Maybe I'm grounded or I get smacked. And he informs me that today I was going to wash my mouth out with soap. I was like, I had other plans, right? I wasn't planning to do that today. And I remember he reached for the bar of soap, but we had no bar of soap. So I was, I was like, awesome. No Christmas story for me, right? I, I, thought I, I thought I was free, but my dad was very resourceful. He didn't skip a beat and decided to use liquid soap. Exactly. Let's stop here for a second. Not even about my sermon. Bar soap versus liquid soap when, when dealing with discipline. I'm going to say liquid soap a little bit worse. Maybe you had bar soap. Here's why. Not only do I have the taste of soap in my mouth, but I now can only assume I have what tastes like Japanese cherry blossoms as well mixed in there. <sighs> right? Uh, it, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. But you know what? My dad disciplined me. 
Because he loved me. My dad disciplined me. Why? Because of the, that last part of the verse. But after there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are what? Trained in this way. Trained in this way. You see, my dad disciplined me because he loved me. Because he saw something in me that needed to go from easy to best. And it hurt. It wasn't fun, right? I, 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 did, not enjoy, I did not enjoy having my mouth washed out with soap. But here's why I would never go back to change that, that discipline. I would never change it. I would never change it because if we avoid pain now, the payoff will never come. Right? If we avoid pain now, the payoff would never come. I, I called my dad this week to talk to him about this, to refresh it, because I was younger, if there's anything I had forgotten. And he said, you know, son, the, the problem wasn't that you lied. That wasn't the, it was an issue. It wasn't the deep issue. The deeper issue was that you had developed this habit of lying to get out of anything that was hard or you didn't want to do. And that's why I disciplined you because I didn't want you to grow into a man who would think that he could just get out of things because they were hard or because you didn't want to do it. See, my dad disciplined me because he loved me because my dad could see where I needed to go where I needed to grow. Now, you know, a lot of times, though, we start with a good intention. Uh, like I said, I was in first grade for the second time. I, I was in, when I was in first grade the first time, I moved to second grade. I really couldn't read well. My language skills were not up with everyone else. I didn't know that. I didn't know that everyone else could do the work faster than me. All that I knew was I couldn't get the work done, and I would get, I would get stomach aches. And it would, I would get stomach aches almost every day. Probably anxiety, you know, I didn't know that then, but what was something that actually helped me because it got the administration of my parents to realize I needed to be put back so that I could learn at a better pace was something that actually helped me, right? But then it had turned in because it was something that I fell back in. I felt it was, it was easy. Oh, I could just lie and say I didn't feel sick. Like uh, people thought that Tyler just gets stomach aches. I used that and it, what, it became a bad result in my life. But you know what? Best over easy is always better, church. We're going to look at that today. Best over easy is always better. Even though I can still remember that if I, if I ate my mashed potatoes at dinner and my sweet tea really fast, somehow the tastes weren't so bad. I can still remember that. But you know what? I would never go back to change that discipline because it helped make me who I am today. And I now I'm living, right? I'm living in something that's better than what I was living in before. You know, I'm reminded of the movie Miracle. Anyone seen the movie Miracle? Uh, it was my favorite movie growing up, about the 1980 U.S. Uh, hockey team that won the Olympic gold, right? Uh, it was a huge moment in sports history. In fact, ESPN has rated it the number one moment in sports history. So if you like sports, you haven't seen Miracle, go see Miracle. What I love about Miracle is that Coach Brooks, he has this goal to beat the Soviets. He has this goal to beat the Soviets. Soviets have been basically unbeaten. Uh, and I think up when they went to the Olympics, they had won 42 straight games. Unbeaten, they were the top dogs for 15 years. He wanted to beat them and win the gold medal. USA hockey was a joke at the time, okay? But what he knew was he had a goal for his team. And he knew for them to reach his goal, he had to push them. He had to, he had to discipline them. He had to train them. He had to correct them throughout the whole movie so that why? They could obtain the goal that he had to beat the Soviets. And while, he went, while, while the practices are going on and in the movie, he has this quote. And it's an amazing quote. He says, the legs feed the wolf. The legs feed the wolf. And what he means by that is he's saying that a wolf's mission or a wolf's goal in life is to hunt and kill 
and eat, right? That's what a wolf does. And for a wolf to do that better, for a wolf to do that more efficiently, what does it have to do? It has to have stronger legs. Why? The faster it is, the faster it eats, right? For them to obtain the goal they had, for them to obtain the goal they had, they had to become faster. They had to become stronger. They had to push themselves to places that they have never gone. And I think that Coach Brooks understood what we see in this next verse. In Hebrews verse 12, it says, So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Strengthen your weak knees. Why? Because this is going to take everything, church, that you have. This is painful. It's not easy to pursue holiness, to choose what's best. But we do it, why? Because we know what we're going to gain through it is far greater than what we had before. And some of you, maybe you've, you've decided to choose what's best in, in maybe your marriage. Maybe your marriage is struggling. Maybe you struggle with sin like pornography or, or addiction to something. And it comes down to, am I going to look at this? Am I going to click the mouse? You can basically hear the voice of God telling you, telling you what's right, telling you what's best for your life. But we fall into this situation. Am I going to go to what's easy? Right, my sin, what's been there with me? Or am I going to decide to choose holiness? Am I going to decide to forego pain to, to ultimately get to this process of best, the holiness? And some of you are there. I've been there. And it's hard. It takes everything we have. That's why I, the verse says, take a new grip, right? Use your knees. You're going to have to use everything you have to obtain this. It's not going to come easy, church. Uh, there's a quote that FDR has. Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt said, when you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. And I think a lot of you might be there right now. You've given everything you have, right? It's almost pointless, right? I keep failing. I don't, I don't even, why am I even trying to get better in this? Why am I even trying to pursue holiness? Just tie a knot. Don't give up. Hold on. Give everything you have. We know, we know that it's best for our life. We know that God is moving us to a place that is holy. To a place that is better for us. But we have to be willing to put in the work. Because it's not easy. It's painful. And, and if that's you, if you're in here and you're struggling with that, or, or you have struggled with that, and I know that I've been there, I have some encouragement for you. But it's going to take us, it's going to take us to move past the society of me into the body of we. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. It's going, to, it's going to take us to move past this thinking that it has to be about me. I have to do this. It's between me, 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 me into what? The body of we, the local church, right? God has put us here for a reason. He has put us here for a reason, church. And that's exactly what verse 13 says. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. You know, maybe you've been trying to do this on your own. You've been trying to do this on your own. And you keep failing. Maybe you need someone around you. Maybe, though, you have overcome something and it's time for you to help someone who's going through the very same thing, which might be choosing best over easy in that situation. But you know what's even more amazing? Church, though we, we try to push by ourselves, though we try to fall into the comfort of our own sin because it's easy, Romans 6.10 
has an amazing message for us. When he died, talking about Jesus, he died once to break the power of sin. But now, church, that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves what? Consider yourselves what? To be dead to the power of sin through God and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Church, why are we going to continue to try and do something on our own? Instead, why don't we fall into the arms of our Savior? See, because this sin that we struggle with, though it's hard, though it's going to take everything we have to do, the reality is if you believe and follow Jesus, it's already been paid for. It's already been paid for. And it might take someone coming around you. It might say, you know what? I need help. I need my brothers and sisters. That's why we have the Next Step team. That's why we have counselors. That's why we have community here. That's why we have teaching groups. Because we know that this isn't a journey that we can just do on our own. But it takes me, Jesus, and we. It takes the body of Christ. And so if that's you, I just want to encourage you. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Because we know this journey is hard and it's painful, but the outcome that we will receive is far greater than what we had. I think everything about today comes down to this word, character. Character. Why? Well, I think if we're being honest, most of these, most of these topics that we need to go from best to easy, I mean from, sorry, easy to best, have to deal with our character. Have to deal with our character. So, you know, God is better than any father. God is better than any coach. He knows where we're going in life. He knows who we are now, but get this, church, he knows who you can become. He knows who you can become. So sometimes that takes him pushing us to choose what's best. And here, here's why he does that. Verse 12, or chapter 12, verse 1, the last part of verse 1 says, And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. That's why we do this. Why? Because it takes our character. We have a mission, church. We have a goal. You know what that goal of our life is? It's to become more like Jesus. And it's not a sprint It's a marathon. It's our lives. And it's going to take our entire lives of trying to get that. And I got to tell you, we're never going to be like Jesus. But it doesn't mean, church, that we stop trying, does it? We're never going to become like Jesus, but our goal is to pursue holiness. That's why God pushes us into this. That's why God disciplines, because he loves us enough to say, move into this. I know what's better for you. I know what's better for you. And while... The legs feed the wolves, and maybe hockey players. I believe that character feeds the believer. This life, this marathon that we're running, this goal to become more like Jesus, to pursue holiness, this journey of choosing what's best over what's easy, it's going to take our character. And it's going to take us choosing issues in our life that feel safe and easy and deciding to go what's best. Deciding to go what's best. If we can put that verse back up about endurance, because this word endurance, we don't just have endurance, right? We don't just have endurance. I, I recently, I live with Zach Buckholt, the student ministry director. Uh, I run, he, he's the one who interrupted Brett last week. If you were here for that, that 
I missed it, but it was, it was apparently it was pretty funny. Uh, I run a room from him, and his wife was singing today. Zach, horrible friend. I'm, okay, he's an awesome friend, but he wanted me to go running with him. He's in great shape. He wanted me to go running with him. He's like, Tyler, let's go running. Tyler, let's go running. Let's go running. Let's go running. Uh, he bugged the crap until finally one day I said, okay, let's do it. All right? and, I, and I play basketball. I'll, I'll do some things. I'll play some street hockey. Uh, and, and we decided to go running, and I'm just, I'm just booking it, right? I got a good pace. I'm feeling good. It's like a little incline we start on, and then it goes right down. It, it goes a little up and then down. I'm feeling good, and Zach's like, Tyler, are you sure? Like, you want to keep going this pace? I'm like, shut up. Let's just get this over with. All right, one lap. And then we're running, right? We're running. So probably about, we come to the end of the hill, right? And we go up the incline. I would say maybe like two seconds go by, and I have this thought, oh, I might die today. (laughs) Why? I had zero endurance. I had zero endurance. But what did it take? It took the next day for Zach to bug me enough to say, let's go running. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't want to die. Let's go running. And we ran a little further, a little faster. And then the next day, a little further and a little faster. Some days we'll be running and we're about to take the turn to go back to the house. Zach doesn't take the turn. He goes another way. I get super angry, but I keep on running because at this point, I'm like, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm committed. I'm already sweaty, whatever. And I'm running and I'm yelling, you know, and I'm falling behind trying to walk. And he turns around and I start running. But you know what? It takes endurance has to be built up. And I think a lot of us in here are there spiritually. Maybe life is good, right? Your walk with Jesus is good. I don't sin like those people. I live in Lynchburg. I go to eight different churches. Like, everything's good, right? I've been a Christian forever. Everything's good. I'm not like those people. You know what I want to encourage you? Go running. Decide to look in your life. Search out areas that you need to grow in. Maybe you don't realize them. Search out, look through what in your marriage with your children, your personal life, your character. Where are places that you settle for what's easy? And just start knocking them off the list. And you know what? I'm so glad that I decided to go running with with Zach while it was still my choice. I'm I'm really happy uh, I didn't find out I I needed more endurance when I had to run for my life. And you know what? We have the opportunity to choose in our life what's best. But sometimes, church, the opportunity just happens. And then what are you going to do? Let's choose what's best now before we have to choose what's best. Before we have to choose what's best. If you're in here and you believe and follow Jesus, maybe you need to weed out sin in your life that's become easy. Why? Why? Because our bottom line of today, choosing, we got to stop choosing easy over best. And if you believe and follow Jesus, maybe that, that means a sin in your life. Maybe it means you need to choose what's best uh, over something like reading your Bible, memorizing, fasting, something like that. Maybe it's a next step here at Brentwood Church that you've been pushing off, like baptism or serving. And, and, and you know what? You, you, maybe you've been coming to church for a while or, or maybe this is your first week and you're afraid to take that next step with Jesus. Right? You're afraid to get baptized. Maybe you don't like being in front of people. But here's what I want to say. If you're waiting for your next step with Jesus to be easy, you have the, the potential to become someone who never moves. 
if you're waiting for your next step with Jesus to become easy, you have the potential to never move. What does that mean? Your next step with Jesus will never come easy to you. It's completely unnatural. Everything in you doesn't want you to take that step of baptism, meaning your flesh. It's never going to become easy. So let's lean into that tension. Choose what's best over what's easy. Write down on your connection card. That's what those are for. Drop it in the bucket. Baptism, community. Say, time, uh, enough is enough. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to go into this and choose what's best. Why? My last verse, Hebrews 12, 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he what? Endured the cross disregarding its shame, now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. If you're in here this morning and you do not believe and follow Jesus, maybe you're tired of running. Maybe you think that God just wants to punish you. Remember I said that God doesn't punish us, he disciplines us, and there's a difference. You see, God did punish someone. And we all deserve that punishment. And 2,000 years ago, God decided to forego what was easy. And listen, he, he decided that we were best. And he sent his son here to live a perfect life so that he could be the perfect sacrifice for my sin and your sin. I think some of you in here needed to hear that. The only thing you need to take away from today is that God doesn't want to punish you. He wants to love you. Thanks so much for listening today. We believe that everyone has a next step towards Jesus, and we'd love to help you take yours. Email us at hello at brentwoodchurch.org or visit our website, brentwoodchurch.org slash next steps. Until next time, go change the world.